How you doing, Luke? Hey, guys. Hey. Thanks for Afternoon. joining. No, it's so good. Afternoon, even. I was going to say. Yeah, well, it's evening for you. Evening. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I literally, so, just, I literally just got in. Sorry. Oh, good. So, my name is Renee with Metal and Metal Out. I do a podcast, and I got a website. So, uh, what I would like to do is interview bands about what they've got going on. And, of course, you know, listening to your album, Mirrors, I mean, it is just it's pretty amazing. I mean, to put it shortly. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I guess, does this seem like a surprise to the band? Because, I mean, I've been seeing articles to where it's like contender of the year. I mean, everybody's talking about Pupil Slicer. It's like, holy shit. I mean, you, you, you put out this album, it's like all of a sudden, here's all this attention. I mean, it's got to be pretty jarring. Yeah, it's not something we <laughs> would have anticipated. We were like, cool, uh, like people in the scene, we like, like the mathcore scene, hopefully some of them will check it out and be like, oh, this is pretty cool. That's that's the most we hoped for. And we're getting like all magazine features and reviews saying it's like one of their albums of the years. And it's like, it's just that album I made, you know? That's just the bit that we're just like a bunch of mates having some fun. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I'd second that. It's been it's been quite overwhelming and very unexpected, uh, but of course, well received. Um, I guess one of the main points is most reviews um, say I can't wait to see what Pubicitis are going to do on their second album. So um, I think we're already feeling the heat a little bit of uh, the expectation <laughs> to deliver. Uh, <laughs> another another banging album yeah well you it's, i mean it, and it's and it's weird how you know a lot of people think that way but you, we still need to absorb this album you just put out yeah everyone's already like where's where's the second one <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah, you're like just wait, absorb this one because even myself, as I've been listening to, because you know I've been, I I think yesterday I must have listened to it to at least three times, and every time that I listen to it, I I pick up something different. So it's not something that that's uh it, it's accessible, but it gives a lot, and it, each time that you listen to it, I'm glad yeah. that you have a great experience listening to it. Um. And it changes when you hear it and you hear more things in it as we dig into it. I more. think it's because we we did try to take a lot of care over each individual section and in every song and make sure there is like there's always something interesting happening. And that means like when you're listening through it once, you get the general gist of it. And then each time, we, uh, hopefully, like you can like you'll hear something new and something. But like, oh, that's sick. And then you that gets added to what you know about the song and there's there's always more because that's a lot of my favorite music it's like that where like like converge albums are like that where you'll listen to, oh, they're doing like a weird phaser effect on this guitar and like i never noticed that before and it's just something that makes it really interesting to listen to yeah it, layers it, of detail yes it, it definitely gives you know as a fan something that can last over time like you mentioned you know going back to converge albums or, or any other favorite bands to where sometimes you may listen to it in a different state of mind and you actually pick up something different at that point yeah of course, of course. 
Yeah. Now, uh, is there any specific reason that you wanted to decide this album uh, as Mirrors? Yeah, I think uh, that the sort of just indicative uh, on two fronts. It's like um, one, it's like it's quite an introspective album. It's quite uh, like personal to me, but at the same time, it is sort of like a twisted mirror on like problems with society and stuff as a whole. Uh, and then also uh, we had the track title "Mirrors More Fun Than Television," so I was like, we might as well use. The first word from that is that you make that the uh, title track. It was a pretty cool song. I liked it. So uh, sort of works on three levels. Yeah. Now, even I was looking at the the album cover. Even that's interesting. Uh, did you already have an artist in mind when you were looking at album covers? Or did the record label come in and say, hey, look, we have these options to pick from? No, that was all on us before. When we when we went to the record label, basically everything was done. The album was made. We had a cover for it. Um, we half done like packaging ourselves. Like I did all the vinyl packaging myself. Um, so like, it was all very much us in complete creative control of it. Um, but uh, the artist that did the cover was one of Luke's mates, and he did um, the cover for our last split as well with sense offender and uh he just sent us this like collage one day and was like oh you might like this to use on like a future project and he sent that to uh me and josh and and luke i think and we're all just like that's the one that's there's our album cover (laughs) and uh it fits with the themes i think uh it's like weird it's like jarring it's got like the cuts through it but it's also like it's like yeah, there's a lot of elements to it because it's like warlike, but and it's very grimy, but it's got like a glitchy edge to it. Um, and then all I did to the cover was put the white box on it in the text. <laughs> yeah, the artist in question, his his name is Nick Povey. Um, I I used to play in a in a gent band with Nick. He's a, he's a great drummer, um, and he does a lot of collage work. But yeah, he also makes electronic music. So in the rounds he uh nick is a very a very creative person and um he also did the single artwork um for which we put out um maybe nick will do some more um artwork yeah thank you for the compliment and i feel it captures the record well um and yeah i'd encourage other people to go and check out um nick povey's work and hopefully he he can use this as a a platform to hopefully get some to to get some more artwork and some extreme metal albums oh yeah for sure and and you're right like you mentioned kate is the that album work fits almost perfect with your style of music because you have a different blends of elements of different genres to where you're mixing it together and it's very visceral yeah yeah now you know, one of the interesting things or something, you know, even myself as a as a fan of music or even, you know, other fans of, you know, maybe wondering uh, whether if you want to take this question, you know, one at a time, when you come into composing music, do you just have sets of ideas or do you build off of one idea, uh, whether if you're going to, I guess we'll start with you, Kate, when you're writing a guitar riff. Um, I think a lot of the album is like, 
there, there was no one way writing these songs like um a lot of the songs were sort of I'd through like through compose do the whole thing and then write drum parts and bass parts as well to go with it and then the song was done I gave it to the others and uh then they put their own embellishments on and then a lot of the songs were a bit more um sort of one riff at a time I'd jam that riff with Josh and we'd try and find drum parts that work with it I'd record those on my phone set the drum parts uh, tab out the drum parts with the guitars and then rearrange them and then make songs out of these chunks of songs um, that we'd composed together. Um, so there's, there's a lot different. And then there were some songs which started with like a drum, a drum part first, and then I'd write some guitars over the top of that, and then I'd fill that in. Uh, I'd I'd connect that up with something else I'd been working on, and it sort of all all added together. So there was. Um, there's like no one way we approached it. There was a, we're still trying to figure out how, how to write really. <laughs> yeah, there is no, there is no uh, defined, streamlined, repeatable process we're using um, at the moment for composition. But maybe by album three, um, <laughs> we'll have figured something out. Yeah, we'll have maybe by album three, we'll have that down to. Uh, we're trying to uh, uh, get it more. Time more sort of all of us involved there was a lot of tracks on this one which were just me doing everything and then but uh there, there was certainly a lot of like I'd, I'd run a track past Luke when it was done and be like well, what do you think of these riffs and Luke was like well bit boring there you make it mafia and like, I remember that specific section of Martin's it's like 30 seconds in or something and I was like well Matthew sure just like randomly hitting notes in the tab program to try and make something with a cool sounding rhythm I did and now that's like the hardest part to play on the album I really regret it to um the uh, the contributor of um of the uh the gent simulator oh the gent um, simulator as well yeah yeah so we just just pump in and it manically pumps out binary riffs um <laughs> we can then translate um riff from mirrors <laughs> was uh generated using an online <laughs> riff generator yeah. so very creative <laughs> we are two savants yeah yeah but that's good though because it you know the way that whether if it's a writing style or not this kind of gives you pretty much makes you limitless to where your composer can take any any form yeah yeah we apart, were apart from if i send over some fresh metal riffs um I don't, I don't know that they would make the cut but um we i'll keep them, like a 40 minute funeral doom song and i'm like i'm not sure <laughs> if that one's making the cut but yeah, next time. I think, to be fair, yeah no kate's right i did send like a bell witch um <laughs> type thing and it and it was the feedback was yeah, I don't know. This is the right vibe for the release, and it, it's about half as long as the entire album, Luke. So maybe we'll come back to this another time. So maybe there'll be a Bell Witch uh, funeral doom epic. And I'll have a It's well written, too. Yeah. Or it can maybe be released as a single. Yeah. 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 Destroy a massive volume. Yeah. I guess, you know, one of the things that when you're, I guess, putting together, you were saying how you are able to write bits and pieces and and then come back to make somewhat, I guess, a song or construct a song with it. Does that make it difficult to where you have to think about when you're going to play live? 
Uh, what do you mean? Like, you know, when you're constructing the songs, if, if maybe uh, you mentioned one, that one part of one song was a little, made it kind of difficult to play, uh, is, does that make it a little bit hesitant as to how comp complex maybe the song may get to where it transitions easily live? Yeah, well, we haven't played that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing a Dream Theater T-shirt, but I don't know that we're at the levels of that of that um of that technicality yet. Hope, hopefully, in time. Learn all the songs. Yeah, there's there's definitely like a third of the album we haven't played live yet. Um, but that's not out of like that. That's just because we've we've been like learning song. We've been learning pretty much all the album songs as we've been writing them. So like the the ones that were last to be finished are the ones we haven't played live. So like, um, we've played all of them live except for Martyrs, Panic Defense, Vilified, and Interlocutor. So that's that's pretty much all of them um, that we have done live. So oh, and Collective, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're gonna try and get them added to the repertoire. And I think it'll be very different as well because we've been playing some of these songs for like three years. Um, they'd be very different playing them now the album's out because uh, people will know them because at the moment the feedback at live shows is not many people come to see us uh, we usually only get a big crowd if someone's seeing another band after us uh, but most of the feedback we do get when people come to see us is like oh that wasn't anything like what you've got online and I'm like yeah because it's all from our unreleased album <laughs> now the album's out so yeah. It'll be interesting to see if, if the response changes or if, or if people come to see us. Maybe some people will want to come and see us now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll go from 10 to hopefully 25 to 30 and we'll be rocking. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it goes up. As long as it's going up, yeah. yeah. By album three, we'll have like 50 people watching us. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're golden. Yeah. You know, I guess you 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 briefly mentioned. I guess some of these songs you've already had and you've been working on for a few years. Uh, it was less working on. I think they basically didn't change since they finished and we learned them live. That was like learning them live is the point at which we're like this song's done. Now we learn it because um, the songs are so complex. You can't really afford to learn it before it's done because then you'll get muscle memory of like rhythms incorrectly uh and, and so much of playing these songs is muscle memory in terms of rhythm and like really complicated parts that uh yeah what we the song has to be done before we learn it live um right. so, yeah, so, so it's sort of like half the album has been like written for like three years i mean i finished writing the album overall in 2018 in like october and that's when I finished writing Collective. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been it's, we've been sitting on it for a while. <laughs> uh, it was out when we, I'd finished writing it when we released our last split, but I, I at that time I, that we we almost didn't even release that split because I was like the album songs are so much better, but we've got these two songs we've been playing live for ages, and then Luke was like, well, we got we can't just throw them in the bin. They're like decent songs, so we ended up going to a studio for a day just to record them, and um, got them out, and then started working on the album. Yeah, it's well saying, Kate. But on the whole muscle memory part, um, I've been relearning some of the songs, which because of lockdown, um, we haven't jammed for a long time. Obviously, like many bands, 
Um, and, the, and my muscle memory on some of them shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like, and I'm relearning some of them. Um, just starting from ground zero and starting them at like 50% speed, uh, getting back to muscle memory. So to your earlier question of how does it translate to playing live, um, with much, much practice, individually, um, sometimes more than as a group, oddly enough, because as you say, um, it's so dense at times that in a way the individual practice sometimes is more important than the group practice because if we're all on point individually then it's just like assembling the megazord and then we just play like badass math core but it's like yeah, uh, just the, the combiner destructicons coming together to form <laughs> yeah yeah but otherwise um without, without that you know um there's there's not much hiding to be done uh, yeah. by the instrument really. someone's so, out like one semitone the whole song screen at that point so yeah um, i mean i've i found in the past you know um when we've played that you mess up one or two notes and then by the time that you've realized that you've messed them you're already two sections ahead um <laughs> and then you're a little bit lost so yeah uh practice 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 yeah now, I guess I'm assuming when you're when you're playing live right now, you're not playing or not that there's any shows, but when you were playing live, you weren't playing to say a click track. It was it's all raw and live. Yeah, we don't we uh, don't we're not very good with technology to be honest. We're not a very gear heavy band, so like we wouldn't know how to set up a click track or electronic stuff live. We've got like a sampler pedal for like interludes and stuff. Uh, but we're very like DIY just hit our instruments very hard and uh, practice a lot to make sure we're in time with each other there's, there's still a lot of like you have to look at each other to make sure you like know everyone's on time for the same parts um, a lot of coordination but yeah we, we don't use a click track live we just uh, we yeah. wing it and it seems to work <laughs> we practice enough that it does well that, that's good though We've, we've, no, it is, and it's nice to have that like raw um, connection. And as Kate said, like just sort of giving the look when it's time to <laughs> time to drop. But we have discussed, you know, um, potentially in the future having maybe getting some lights sequenced. Um, so to you know to do that to live out our yeah. sugar fantasies um, with some crazy light show, we would, as you say, need to yeah. play some. And I, I would say, though, playing to a click. It wouldn't even make much of a difference because, like, Josh is like a click on his own. Like, uh, we, we, when we were recording the, the live parts for the Lapel David video, because um, uh, we, we were just recording gigs for, like, for no reason, uh, just so we'd have footage um, towards the end of last year. And um, the, the, what year is it? No, the end of the year before last. Uh, it has been a pandemic for a year. Um, but those parts we'd recorded, I, I sent them up to the song because we were just getting footage to make the music video. And uh, he was pretty, uh, the song was like exactly the same, like when he'd played it without a click in timing with the, the recording, the studio recording. So we were like, oh, cool. Uh, so it wouldn't make much difference. We seem to be pretty on with tempos and everything just from like knowing the songs. So props to Josh on that one for being able to keep <laughs> tempo. Oh, there you go. You you got your own click. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, for you, Katie, uh, lyrically speaking, you know, I, I, it seems like a lot of the songs are very personal and, and very angry and very visceral. Is it any point do you, when you were writing these lyrics, do you think maybe you shouldn't add something too personal? Or are you just like, screw it, I'm going to write what I feel and, and I'm going to put this out there? Yeah, there was a point where I was like, I got, I was like, should I release the lyrics to the album or not? I'm making these too personal now. But I was like, screw it, I'll worry about that later. So I, I, I just was like, I'm just going to do whatever I can to write as personal and like emotional as possible to get the best performance I can when I'm tracking it and then figure out. Uh, but at this point, I'm like, oh, I wrote this ages ago. Like, it doesn't bother me as much. Uh, yeah, anyone so, would be asking you about the lyrics, right? Yeah, I didn't think anyone would ask. You like, I didn't think anyone would care. <laughs> yeah. I said, no one, no <laughs> one's ever gonna look at these. So, and then like, I look on YouTube, and there's like a 15-minute dissection of someone trying to like find how the album's a, like a concept album about the evil of humanity and i'm like damn that's crazy that's not what i wrote but that's sick that someone thought that like i i did try and write a vagueness where you could pull your own meaning from it i still tried to maintain a level of that because i think a lot of the best songs are songs where you can do that like that i'm sure there's my favorite songs I, i'll listen to the lyrics i'll gain my own meaning from it and think oh this is a really deep song that really really affects me there's probably nothing like what the artist thought so i think you have to have a level of like obscurity there in the lyrics where you can still generalize it to whatever you as the listener want it to be because you're never going to know what the artist intended and i'm not going to tell people what the songs mean so yeah but I guess that also has got to be a compliment, though, that somebody would go this far, yeah, to, you know, <laughs> to interpret these. I mean, generally speaking, like the as we sort of started the conversation on on that note, it's some of the reviews and just stuff that people have said on social media or even sent directly to us. Um, People are really looking in into the detail uh, of things and really absorbing the records, and it's a uh, it's a really amazing thing, really, um, to watch because they so probably listened yeah. to it more than I have now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've listened to it like um, once since it came out. So <laughs> I, I did but, all my listening like two years ago when I was writing it. I mean, yeah. maybe on the next album we'll move away from um introspective yeah, uh, I, have no idea to... I don't know high fantasy uh, and we'll do 2112 <laughs> we'll do a 2112 next time right Maybe. yeah <laughs> but yeah, I... wings of eagles and stuff yeah <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Well, well, this past year has given us plenty to ponder on it and <laughs> yeah. and grab from, you know. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, another thing that you know would be nice to know, I guess, or you know, questions to ask is when do you think you might be playing live? <laughs> Probably like early 2022. If I'm seeing it's like the first possibilities. There's a lot of people pl planning stuff for the end of this year, but like. People have been planning stuff for the end of the following year for two years now, <laughs> and it's, it's never happening. So, like, 
yeah, we've, we're, uh, we're getting some stuff lined up. Our first gigs we've got officially lined up for 2022. I mean, we've got a gig lined up for May, but two months away, less than two months, that's not happening. So yeah, uh, just going to keep getting delayed. But um, yeah, we'll be playing as soon as it's safe to play. So. Right. And you're, you're mentioning it's pretty much still on lockdown over there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... We're not getting any close to it, but every, every day is closer, I guess, to when, when gigs will be. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we only uh, passed a year since our last gig. I think our last gig was like the 20th of March last year. So it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, t- time flies. So, you know, just to get you know a little bit more musical background from you, uh, whether if Luke, if you want to start off, you know, for yourself, musically, did you start off as in playing bass or did you start off with a different instrument? And did you ever take any musical classes or theory or anything like that to where now you're able to do these songs? Good, good question. So I'm, I'm primarily self-taught. But that being said, uh, when I was kind of 16 or 17, I did get some lessons um, in jazz which expanded my musical horizons quite a lot. Um, but I, I, I started playing bass um, and bass only because I just loved Steve Harris and Flea um, when I was a kid. And I was kind of like, well, these two guys um, stand out and are actually cooler than the guitarist. Well, I mean, it's kind of harder to be cooler than John Frusciante, but you, you take my point. Um, and then from that, I sort of, you know, got into, you know, like in Jacko Pistorius and Primus and um, Cliff Burton and Mudvayne and all these bands of like awesome bassin. Um, and then I've pretty much consistently just tried to just, yeah, be the, be the best bass player I can be really. Um, in a, in a, in a, and try and be as an astudious, a studious student uh, of the bass game um, and try and learn Dream Theater and Rush songs, which will always make you better. So... Yeah, you know. Yeah, perfect no, example. Yeah, that's my background. <laughs> and for yourself, Katie? Um, yeah, I uh, I started off on violin um, when I was like, I don't know how old I was, like eight, nine. Uh, I was playing violin for quite a while, and I did that up to grade eight, and uh, up to you had to do grade five theory to. Um, that I've since forgotten most theory <laughs> but then when I was like 18 19 I I, I, uh, I I had like a really cheap acoustic guitar that I couldn't really play uh, I wanted to play like it, it was really bad as well so you couldn't really play anything on it anyway um, and I wanted to learn Death Heaven songs so I bought an electric guitar and got a couple lessons um, I'd like maybe like seven or eight lessons to learn like the basics and then sort of taught myself the rest trying to learn Converge songs and Death Heaven songs and Dillinger Escape Plan songs which to this day I can play like three Dillinger Escape Plan songs they're still way too hard <laughs> I don't know why people compare us like I love them and I'd, I'd wish to be writing that then but I just feel like the level of technicality in their stuff versus ours is like like we're pretending to be technical when it's actually just caveman riffs played very fast <laughs> we're a lot closer to converging like technique where converge is like songs that sound really technical but are actually quite easy to play 
um, and our songs are a lot of them are, sound a lot more technical than they are like people say wounds is like a marvel of technicality and ridiculous and I'm like that's the most straightforward song on the album possibly it's, it's very it's, it's like four notes it must uh, be said Kate has quite a skewed view on all of this though. um so take what she says with a pinch of salt I will say <laughs> that they are quite difficult um as a kind of normal musician um who didn't just you know mainline straight into um converge uh and Dillinger and, and death heaven um, as someone you know that's from I guess more of an old school old school <clears throat> path of getting into metal, like in which is which is true of Josh as well, the drummer. He's more you know into the Who and Led Zeppelin um, when he was a kid, and then got into Probably kind of metal. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so I sort of agree with Kate, <laughs> but not, not entirely. I'm not yeah. But I mean, that, even though people are saying it's still got to be a compliment, even if you don't consider yourself at that high technicality to where I guess people see the potential that you have brewing there. And then album two and three, of course, you know, that way down the line oh, is yeah. going to be that. <laughs> I've got stuff on album two that is actually like I look at and I'm like, I can't play that. Uh, I've written parts. Many many parts on album two, which I'm like, that's that's future me's problem. But it sounds cool when I tab it out. So future, uh, future us, future, future slice problem. Future slice problem. <laughs> yeah. I've done that with some of the bass parts, and I listened back recently and went, oh, oh the ones I got you to write, and then you're like, oh, why yeah, did I do this? Yeah, went to town on them, and then you listen and go, huh? Why am I my yeah. worst enemy? Well, I think that's that's sort of how we approach writing, at least as well on the first LP, was like, write whatever sounds the coolest, disregard whether it's going to be playable, because oh, I'm sure it can be playable just with enough <laughs> practice, we'll figure that out later. So yeah, just writing the best song we can. Uh, so I think that's, that's a big thing as well, like, there's a lot of bands that do technicality for the sake of technicality, and I think that's like the opposite of what I'm doing here where I'm like trying to write the coolest sounding thing possible and if that means it's going to be really hard to play it's really hard to play and if that means it's going to be easy to play but sounds complicated and hard then it's easy to play and sounds more complicated than it is like yeah yeah. now for you Luke whenever Kate sends you any you know clips of songs that she's working on (laughs) do you think WTF what is she doing to me (laughs) It's a mixture of um, excitement and dread. <laughs> so yeah, a nervousness. At, um, you know, let let's see what's behind the curtain, and then and then when the curtain's revealed, it's like, how big is the monster that has to be slain? <laughs> yeah, that that surmises it quite nicely. Yeah, <laughs> excitement and nervousness. Yeah. But that's also, that's going to be, whether if it's challenging, there's still going to be something that exciting to where it's going to push you to to grow as a musician as well. Y'all are pushing each other to grow. That's a very good point. And it's, it's I'll say, because you've mentioned that, but when I joined the band, um, the band was a lot more just, I would say, like old, old school, like grind, 
grindcore focused. Um, and as Kate has said uh, many times, kind of like carcass, old school carcass worship, but like grindy carcass, not um, like mellow carcass. Um, but so I joined because I sort of thought, you know, I can just drink four cans of beer um, and just mind mindlessly attack um, my base with a pick, which is this is not a knock at any grind base players at all. It's like just do that and just shout um, again mindlessly uh backing vocals and then I, I joined and then kate her mo changed and it was kind of oh this guy can actually hang with all this weird stuff that i'm gonna write so full steam ahead let's um let's <laughs> now become the most technical band we can and i can realize my uh vision to be uh this the crazy math core monster that the album is in the band currently are yeah you know and, and one person that's not with us right now is josh i mean to to have a drummer like that to be able to fill those parts as well as you know as the background has got to be a plus too to where everybody can play off each other and everybody can grow together and y'all can push into new directions totally man josh has very good um he has uh, he's got very good uh selection of types of beats to put where because I've seen in quite a few reviews, actually, um, they've said that the, the drumming should be applaud, applauded because quite a lot of the time you just straight blast over a lot of this. Um, Josh, I think, has uh, a very intuitive and intellectual approach to where he pulls his punches and then when, when it's time to groove uh, and then also when it's time to just be more like a straight up. Um, yeah, for a math grind album, there's not actually very many blast beats. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no. enough blast beats to let yeah, you know. I mean, blast, I don't get that wrong. Oh, the boy, the boy can blast. Yeah, what can blast? Can blast, blast till the donkeys come home. That's not the phrase. Yeah, yeah. The everything about this album, I, I think all each one of you as as a unit has brought something that. It's pretty amazing, and and that's it's just testament. All these reviews coming out, even though right now it's maybe shocking for, for for you as the band that all these praises that you're getting. But I I think what they what those people are seeing, the reviewers are seeing, is this great potential and this album that all of y'all been able to put together is is quite a feat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, you know, almost getting to the end of our uh, interview here, besides picking up the vinyls, which I've seen that you got a select few just left of, of, you know, a few color variants, besides picking up those, of course, ordering stuff, you know, directly from the band, what else can maybe fans be doing right now to kind of help support you and kind of spread the word of Pupil Slicer? Uh, we're not going wait. uh share it with your friends <laughs> uh tapes and cds as well as like a bit of vinyl we've got a second pressing of vinyl coming relatively soon when these are out um because i think we're down to like the last uh 30-ish overall uh on vinyl and then someone asked like there's like 40 of and then that's the first thousand gone 
and we won't be doing those colours again. Uh, we've got a new run of shirts coming relatively soon. Still waiting on that, like in a week or two new designs, hopefully. And uh, start planning the slice of summer collection. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, just uh, like, follow the pages, uh, listen to us, get the Spotify numbers up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and get those. Uh, I, I, I'll say it now. Get those vinyls while while you can, because I'm sure they'll become collectors' items. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's already time to get in on the first pressing. Yeah, that's first right. Almost done. Yeah, because once we get to album four and five, you know, those are going to be rare. You're not going to be able to find those. Yeah, you put them on discogs for like two hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, before we finish up, uh, I want to, of course, thank you for your time, uh, Kate, Luke. Thank you very much for the insight that you gave me about this album. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, yesterday I listened to it at least three times. I mean, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. And and y'all deserve all the praise that you're getting because you're making some excellent noise that is very much needed for the music fans out there. It's excellent noise. Thank you. Yeah. You mind like me asking you what you kind of took away from the album? You know, for the most part, I'm still absorbing it because, like I said, I I'm still every time the second you no know, every time that I've listened to it, I pick up something different. But I I feel that you've been able to take different parts of of your favorite music. And it, not replicate it, but that's kind of an influence, build off of it, but also trying to create your own sound. But the what I really enjoy most is how raw it is and to where it's not, you don't have like all this, you know, computerized noise trying to muffle stuff or make it sound something like it's not, it's, it's, it's more organic feeling and it uh has a lot of emotion to it and that's what i like i mean when i when i heard the first song the first thing i was like holy sh you know holy shit it's like okay i i, I want to listen to more i mean and uh there's not a whole lot of albums that can do that <laughs> well that's thank cool. you so, yeah sorry. sure not a problem so uh before we finish up anything else that you would like to promote any last parting words before we close for this evening? Uh, I'm bad at this bit. <laughs> I've not really got anything else. No, no side projects or... Uh, yeah. If, if I may save Kate while she's dying on air, I would just... I would, I would just say... Um, just thank you to anyone that checked out the album. Um, and continues to the praise is unexpected, but as I said, mad madly appreciated. Um, and yeah, just keep keep checking it out. Um, and yeah, just get in contact with us and let us know um, how you found the album or what you enjoy about it. Um, I mean, if if people could let us know specifically what they want for album two, that would be good. So, <laughs> so we yeah. can fill that criteria. So. That would be useful, but yeah, in all seriousness, um, yeah, just thank thank you to everyone that, that's checked out the album. And let us know what you want on album two, so I can completely disregard that and do what I want anyway. Everyone <laughs> <laughs> will hate it. <laughs> yeah, with with your fantasy lyrics. <laughs> yeah, with a fantasy high fantasy power metal album that's coming. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll send over some uh, some hammerfall to get the juice going. <laughs> I like hammerfall, by the way. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I I'll completely get it. <laughs> well, Luke, Kate, again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I wish you the best. And, and I'm sure, you know, you're, you're going to get everything and then some. And I can't wait to see what else is next. I mean, I... I can wait personally because I still have this your your <laughs> mirrors to chew over. Just take your time. <laughs> You'll come well. Have a fun again and cheers, man. I appreciate it. I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. Me too. Y'all have a good evening. Appreciate it. You too, man. Have a good night. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye.